Bava Metziah, Perik Yud, Mishnah Vav 10.6. This is the last of the Masechta, and it is a bit anticlimactic uh, because it's not very exciting things going on in this Mishnah. Uh, the reason why is because I'll remind you that originally Masechus Nezikin was 30 chapters long, then it was divided into three sub Masechtas Bava Kama, the first gate, Bava Metziah, the middle gate, that's our Masechta, and Bava Basra, the final gate, and then each of those above us have 10 chapters. So really, um, we're in the middle of the topic, uh, and really the topic of Helchos Shechenim, the laws they apply to neighbors, would apply, it's going to continue on for the next two prakim, the first two prakim of Mesechaz Bava Basra. So we're in the middle of things. But in any case, uh, wrapping up uh, the topic that we're dealing with here, and this parak and this Mesechta really, the Mishnah says, you have Shte Ginos Zual Gav Zu. You have two gardens uh, one above the other. Now, um, the way you should think of it is simply that you have sort of two gardens, I'll call them next to each other with like a vertical wall, if you will, uh, between the two. So they're, they're, one is high and one is low, um, and like the kind of like the, the there's like a, a wall or a slope that separates the high one from the low one, okay? So that's what means one on top of the other. Like if the guy would walk off, the guy, the high guy, would walk off the edge of his garden, he'd fall into the low guy's backyard. His garden. Okay, so what happens if you have these two gardens and and there is a vegetable that's growing out of the wall. So that means the roots of the vegetable are in the ground that belongs to the guy on the upper garden. And the vegetables, I call it like the, the, that's from the that's growing out, think of it as the tomato or something, that is in the airspace of the lower guy. Okay, so they're both finding who gets this delicious tomato. Says the Mishnah. There's a machlokas here, it's actually going to be a three machlokas in a moment, but we have Rabbi Meir first. Rabbi Meir, Omer, Shel Elyon. Rabbi Meir says it belongs to the upper guy because the tomato got its nourishment from his ground, in his earth that's in his side of the garden. Uh, so he gets, he should get rights to eat it because it came from his resources. Rebuta Omer Shel Tachtan. Rebuta says, no, it's in the airspace that tomato dangling is in the airspace of the lower guy's garden, right? So that's the fruit, and the fruit is in his airspace, it's his property. So he gets the fruit that grew in his airspace. So they attempt to bring rise for a logical arguments for why they should be right. First, Amr Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir says, listen, the vegetable, this tomato, is dependent upon the ground that belongs to the guy in the upper garden. If he would take away his ground, his earth, there'd be no vegetable here. So therefore, see, he controls the vegetable. Thanks to him, so he should get it. But Rabbi Yudha says, Im lemalot et ginaso, en Rabbi Yudha says, what are you talking about? The guy in below, from the lower garden, if he wanted to, he could fill up his garden with dirt. This is his... his garden, his airspace, and that would essentially cover up and take the place of where the the uh, the tomato is growing, and therefore you wouldn't have any tomatoes there. So he could also undermine the tomato. So they both could undermine the tomato. So if that's the case, um, since both of them have the possibility of annulling you know, the other one by destro- so theoretically destroying the tomato by either removing the ground or adding ground, so therefore, Rowan, you, therefore you can't bring... That's not the issue. They're both on equal footing in terms of the ability to ruin the, the fruit, the vegetable. So therefore, says Rabbi Meir, Rowan Mehechan Yarek Zechai. So Rabbi Meir says, listen, just look f- 
where the vegetable came from. It came, it grew from, it grew with nourishment from, and it's life from the property of the guy in the upper garden, so that's who should get it. Now, the mission doesn't record Rabbi Yehuda's response, but his response would be, of course, I reject that from the beginning. I told you, since it's growing in the airspace, the lower guy belongs to the lower guys. Okay, so we sort of are at a bit of a stalemate between the two of them. Now, there's a third sheet to Amar Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, Kol sheha elyon Any vegetables that the guy from the upper garden could reach his hand down and pick for himself, Harehu shalo, those belong to the upper guy. Vahashar, anything that's too far, to re- too far away for him to reach with his hand, they're growing in the airspace of the lower guy, shell and they belong to the owner of the lower garden. Now, it's hard to understand at first blush what in the world is the rationale, the logic, the justice and that. Why should it matter how far, how long his arms are? Um, so the answer is that Rabbi Shimon really agrees in principle with Rabbi Meir. He says, listen, it grew from the earth of the upper guy's patch. It belongs to the upper guy. And that's simple. The thing is that if the guy who's on the upper garden can't reach the vegetables, what's going to have to do? He's going to have to go down from his upper perch there, go down to the lower guy and say, listen, I have a tomato growing in the wall overhanging your garden. Can I come walk through your garden and pick it? No one's going to do that. They're embarrassed. It's not, it's not nice. It's not going to, he's just not going to do it. So since he's not going to do it, he's not prepared to make a, such a fuss and seem so petty for one tomato, uh, he's essentially going to be mafkirit. He's going to abandon it. So says Rabbi Shimon, you can assume, therefore, that if the guy from the top who owns what is growing on the side can't reach the vegetables, he is mafkir, he bans it, and therefore the guy on the bottom automatically gets it. Um, the halacha is going to follow Rabbi Shimon here. So indeed, uh, it is essentially abandoned, therefore belongs to the lower guy. And um, and that is the end of Maseches Bava Metziah. So Salak Maseches Bava Metziah. And uh, right away we should re- continue on with Bava Basra, which we'll continue on with Hilchos Shechenim uh, as we get on to the next Masechta Ezra Sashem.